Can Jordan Love and CJ Stroud continue to do the impossible? Patrick Mahomes is playing in his first road playoff game of his career, and we are one week closer to seeing who is going to be in Super Bowl 58. This is the Fantasy Life Playoff Show. I am your host, Kendall Valenzuela, and as always, I am so excited to let you know who we have with us today. We've got Dwayne McFarland, we've got Ian Harditz, and we've got Matthew Friedman here getting ready for the divisional round. Ian, I heard you uh, on the podcast the other day, you know, the divisional round. It's so, it's it's kind of lame. We got Super Wildcard Weekend, like you said. We've got, you know, the Super Bowl, everything else. I mean, have you figured out a name for this weekend or not yet? Sadly, no, Kendall. I was sitting there for a few hours until I just had to finally give up and actually start working on the content that Fantasy Life is kind enough to pay me for. But it really is a glitch in the system. Super Wild Card Weekend, Championship Sunday, the Super Bowl, and then just a divisional round. I hate it, Kendall. But if anyone out there has a good idea, please let us know because otherwise it's really, you know, just dragging down what are otherwise some pretty fun matchups. No, I completely agree. That's why I had to bring it up right at the beginning. You know, sometimes we throw to Friedman for, you know, quotes of the week, inspiration, had to throw to you there. As always, FantasyLife.com, though, everyone, we're getting you ready right here for the divisional round. But everything at Fantasy Life is 100% free. So make sure you go check out all of our free content, all of our best bets, everything that you need for the divisional round. I say, guys, we just get right into it. Texans at Ravens. So, Friedman, I want to send this one to you first. Have you seen any line movement? Is there any side that you're particularly you're liking in this game no line movement on the spread the books are too cowardly to put this at 10 uh knowing that houston money will come in but there has been significant line movement on the total this open at 46 has been bet down to 43 and a half 44 uh and with some weather concerns in baltimore which we will i'm sure talk about in a little bit all right, there we go. Ian, I know that when you are breaking down some of these games, you've got great articles already live on fantasylife.com, but who is your X-Factor pass catcher for this game? Got to be Nico Collins. I mean, the man has been absolutely carrying the Texans passing game really all season, but especially since they unfortunately lost upstart rookie Tank Dell to that season ending injury. So I think everyone realizes, especially if you've been watching the Texans for these last few weeks, how good Nico has been just in these games. But really, guys, for the whole season, can't overstate it enough. 3.17 yards per route run is actually second in the league to only Tyree Kill. And honestly, if you go back 10 years, the only guys you're going to see ever eclipsing that three-yard mark is Tyreek Julio Jones Cooper Cup and now Nico Collins. So what's really surprised me, though, is how good he's been after the catch. Whether you want to look at next-gen stats or ESPN's advanced analytics, we're only seeing Debo Samuel being ranked ahead of Nico in terms of after the catch, which is super surprising given that he's working downfield so often. So literally the way Nico's playing this year reminds me a bit of that 2013 Josh Gordon or old-school Demarius Thomas sort of big body receiver who will also run away from you if you give them the opportunity so i know baltimore's got that great defense but if they're not wrapping up nico's gonna make it hurt in a hurry Friedman, I kind of just wanted to throw this one to you really quickly. We got news that Mark Andrews potentially could come back this weekend. Of course, when they activate him from IR, they have a little bit of time. He doesn't. That doesn't necessarily mean that he's playing right away. So as we're recording this, we've gotten no news on that. Um, but how big of a piece of the puzzle for the Ravens could that be if they do get him back during the playoffs? 
it would be pretty big. And I'll say originally I was skeptical that we would see him because with guys who have been out for a while, especially on IR, there's a little bit of a ramp up period for them. So even sometimes when these guys practice in full, they won't be active. They'll still need another week to get back in football shape. But with this being the playoffs, with Mark Andrew being so important to this team, he practiced limitedly on Tuesday. Wednesday, we are recording this. He practiced full today. So I think there's increasingly a real chance that we actually do see Mark Andrews in this game. And if that's the case, I think that actually might move the line a little bit. Yeah, one of Lamar Jackson's favorite connections that we've seen. We can talk about how that's going to impact guys like Isaiah Likely, Zay Flowers, later on in the show. Let's go to the next game, though, on the weekend for the divisional round. I mean, guys, I just to be honest, I mean, Dwayne, are you okay? Friedman, are you doing all right? Ian, I mean, I'm talking, we're not talking about the Cowboys game right now. We're, we're talking about the Packers uh, going up against the 49ers. So, Dwayne, I just need to, I just need to check on you. Are, you. are you all right? Is everything okay? Kendall, I'm okay. I thought we had moved... <laughs> you know, on from this, but apparently you're not going to let me. And I understand that. So, uh, yeah, I'm doing okay. I mean, what I, I don't run the team. I'm not managing the team. I'm not calling the plays. There's nothing I can do about it. I spent money on a seat and that was bad enough. There we go. All right. Right. Well, I just wanted to let you guys know you're in my thoughts. You're in my prayers. Um, you know, still to this day, since we're t recording this right now, Mike McCarthy is still your head coach. So we'll continue to just monitor that situation right now. Let's go Packers at 49ers, though. Like I said, Friedman, I'll start with you in this one, too. This game game opened up San Francisco uh, 49ers, 10 point home favorites, total sitting at 50 and a half. I mean, is there anything that you've seen in the betting market or in your own projections that makes you like one side more strongly over the other well i gotta say one thing i have seen is you over there poking open wounds by talking <laughs> Sorry, about the man. cowboys and, <laughs> and by the way I'm, I'm gonna venture that uh a seat wasn't the only thing that Dwayne paid for probably uh just out of necessity had to buy some adult <laughs> beverages there to numb the pain of that cowboys game but getting to this packers 49ers game yeah, this was at 10 at one point, and the market bet it back down to 9.5. So with both of these games, with the number one seeds at home off of the buy, the market is kind of saying, you know, not 10 at this point, 9.5 is the number, and the total 49.5 has been bet up to 50.5. This is an outdoor game. There is the possibility of some precipitation, maybe a little bit of wind, but we've got two really high-scoring offenses in this game. So, you know, the market is looking to push this number up, and we'll just kind of see how far it goes. Ian, when you look at this game, Green Bay, San Francisco, it's a matchup between two offenses in EPA and yards per play since week nine, two top offenses, right? So just how good has Green Bay been up until this point? Almost an unprecedented turnaround, Kendall. I mean, when we look at just first half or second half performances, we're seeing love on the short list in terms of any advanced passing statistics. So I think a lot of Packers fans were just hoping he could be an above average quarterback this year. I'm not sure anyone dreamed of these legit top five heights he's reached. So, you know, Wednesday we've had JJ Watt come out and kind of give his opinion on PFF grades and different other, you know, statistics that try to be this end all be all one number factor for summing up a player. And while I do agree that, you know, there isn't one single number out there that can tell you everything you know about any player or person for that matter i mean pick whatever you want pff grades you know cpoe epa per dropback passer rating jordan love is second or first in all of these since week nine so as we saw against the cowboys the arm talent on display you know the ability to get the ball to pretty much anywhere he wants downfield is actually being reflected alongside the scrambling ability that has allowed love to average the second most yards per scramble this season behind anyone not 
not named Kyler Murray. So it's really been this perfect marriage of love being able to force defenses and defend every square inch of the field with the ever-potent Matt LaFleur scheme, making things easy for a group of wide receivers who all of a sudden look pretty dynamic from top to bottom. So I know, I know, very, very tough defense across from him. But in his last two tough tests against the Chiefs and against the Cowboys, six combined touchdowns, zero interceptions. I think we could be looking at a shootout. And I know that 10-point spread is saying it's going to be going the 49ers' favor, but I would not be surprised if Jordan Love and company give them a serious run for their money. Youngest group of NFL pass catchers in this one, too. And now, hey, all the way to the divisional round. So we'll see how they can do. Buccaneers at Lions. What are you seeing in this one? Yeah, this was six when it opened, has been bet up to six and a half. I would love for it to get to seven so I could get the Buccaneers at that number across the market. And then the total, 48 and a half. This is the only indoor game we have on the slate. Historically, the postseason stadium games have really uh, been the profitable overs that we've seen. Uh, I have this projected pretty close to the market. I'm probably not going to be touching it, but we could see some pretty high scoring in that game with the Lions, with what they're able to do, and then how bad their defense is. If it's the good version of Baker Mayfield, maybe we see some fireworks from the Buccaneers. I mean, Dwayne, we've technically already seen this matchup before, right? During the regular season, Tampa Bay Buccaneers lost by 14 at home. Will it be any different, though, this time around? I think there's a chance that it could be different. That was a really interesting game for Tampa Bay. That was their worst game of the season, Kendall, from a standpoint of third down conversions, only 16.7%. They scored 0% of the time that they were in the red zone. So they average a 41.5% conversion rate on third downs and 46% in the red zone. So both of those numbers were really outliers. And when I look at the game, like these are two good run defenses. The Bucks are ranked number two and or number four and the Lions are number two. And we have two really bad pass defenses where Detroit's ranked last in the league in yards allowed per game and then we have the Buccaneers coming in at 28 so I'm with Friedman I think we see this game take to the air I think there's a chance that we get a shootout and one thing I really like here Kendall is Mike Evans 37% of the time he faces man coverage, he gets a target. Guess what? The Lions have been moving to more man coverage. I don't know why, because they can't cover anyone. But over the last six games, they've used the sixth most man coverage in the NFL. So if they decide that that's going to be their game plan, I think this could be an absolute monster game for Mike Evans. And if he does his thing, then that gives the Bucks a chance. I mean, the Lions, they uh, first first playoff win, what, in 32 years? And now, fun fact, they have the most expensive divisional round ticket with an average price of $1,100 to get into that game. I will be at the comfort of my own home, but we are still restoring the roar altogether, guys. Uh, the last game, Friedman, when you look at this game, uh, what stands out to you from a betting perspective? Chiefs right now, three-point road underdogs with a total sitting at 46. So this number is two and a half in the market favoring the hometown bills here. And it is a battleground in terms of whether this is two and a half or three. And the market is kind of pulling back and forth. So I will be very curious to see. Ultimately, I think this settles on the three, but you know, pulls back down towards the two and a half a little bit. But that is going to be a battle back and forth between uh, the different sides in this market all week. And then the total uh, 46 was where it opened. It has been bet down to 45, 45 and a half across the market. 
Uh, that is also an intriguing spot potentially to take the under. Historically, these have been two high-scoring teams, not so much this year. Uh, and we look at what they did in week 14. It was only 37 points scored in that game. So maybe that's something that kind of gives us an indication of what we will see. But this is a game, especially Chiefs as underdogs, something that people will be looking at a lot this week and I'll be talking about later in the show. I mean, Dwayne, this is another one where this is a highly anticipated matchup. These two teams are meeting again. They met before in December, and we saw the Bills take down the Chiefs 20-17. to 17. So I think the question here, though, is what has changed since these two teams met last? Yeah, these teams have both definitely made some changes since that last meeting. And if you look on the Bills side first, the drop back rate over expectation over the last five games is minus 8%, one of the lowest in the league. And they're really turning to Josh Allen in the run game. Over that same stretch, Kendall, Allen's averaging 9.6 rushing attempts per game. He's getting 21% of the design rushing attempts for the Bills. That's an elite number, just below the levels we see for guys like Lamar Jackson and Jalen Hurts, but definitely higher than what we've seen from Josh Allen for his career. So with everything on the line, they're allowing Allen to run. And wow, he's become masterful at acting like he's going to slide and then not slide so he can just break through two tackles and just take it to the house on a long touchdown run. So that's something that the Chiefs are going to have to be ready for. And then on the Chiefs side of the ball, they have finally unleashed Rasheed Rice. I know we called for it many times this year on the show. Well, they finally did it in week 14. Since then, he's been averaging 9.6 targets per game and 87 receiving yards and a half touchdown per game. And we saw him come out last week really hot. First drive caught, caught that touchdown pass. Later got a little bit banged up in the game, but still had a really good outing. And so for the Chiefs, if they want to win this game, it's got to be all about Travis Kelsey and Rasheed Rice. And Kendall, I went back and did some research to find the closest comps for Rasheed Rice based on this rookie season, and they're pretty good. Amon Ross St. Brown, Chris Godwin, Jarvis Landry, Jalen Waddell, and Keenan Allen. So I think the Chiefs are going to be really happy if he ends up being anywhere close to those guys, especially if they get the upside of like an Amon Ross St. Brown. Yeah, this should be a super great game. I think we said it last week on this show. I mean, we were ready for chaos, and chaos happened for Super Wildcard Weekend, guys. I think the same thing can happen this weekend for the divisional round. It's the NFL playoffs, and we've teamed up with DraftKings, an official partner of the NFL. And right now, they have an offer you do not want to miss. All customers can get a no-sweat bet with bonus bet back if your SGP slash SGPX bet doesn't hit match reward limits apply. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up using our promo code FANTASYLIFE. And if you're a new customer, you are definitely going to want to listen up. Right now on DraftKings, new customers who bet just $5 will get 200 in bonus bets instantly. Wondering what you can do with your $200 in bonus bets? Combine multiple bets together for a shot at an even bigger payout. If sports betting is not yet available in your state, not to worry. You can still join in on all the fun with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. All new customers can use the promo code FANTASYLIFE and get a no-sweat bet. Get a bonus bet back if your SGP slash SGPX bet loses max reward limits apply. That's promo code fantasy life only at DraftKings Sportsbooks. The crown is yours. 
All right, everyone, just a reminder, you can go to fantasylife.com. You can get our best bets. You can get our projections and the bet tracker all 100% free. And while you're there, make sure you subscribe to our betting life newsletter in your inbox three days a week. Uh, Matthew Friedman and the team have been doing an incredible job all season long. So cannot say it enough. Make sure you go to fantasylife.com to check out all that free content. All right, Friedman, let's get started. We've got the divisional round we've got a ton of great games this weekend so we're going to start with your best bets of the week what is your first one yeah i like texans at ravens the under in that game talked about it earlier it was 46 it's moved down to 43 and a half i still think that there is some value in that number i have it projected at 42.4 and talked about this in the betting life newsletter these outdoor unders have been profitable in the postseason 176 and four to the under uh is what we've seen there and in the games where we've had wind uh, it's even better, 31, 16, and 2 to the under. And in the wind games with freezing temperatures, 16, 5, and 1 to the under. And right now, if you look at the forecast for Saturday at MTNT Stadium in Baltimore, we have a high temperature of 27 degrees with winds of 18 miles per hour. This falls very cleanly in that bucket. So I do like the under in this situation. And uh, you look at what Stroud has done this year when he's been outdoors. 221.8 yards per game versus indoors 300 yards passing per game. So this is a situation where fighting the elements, I think that Texans offense is going to be a little less explosive than it normally has been. And the Ravens with their ability to run, I think this is a kind of conservative lower scoring game than what we see right now with the 43 and a half in the market. Yeah, the uh, the weather these past few weeks, guys, makes me a little bit happy uh, that I'm in California. I won't tell you what the weather is today, but it's you know I'm, I'm hitting sixty. I think we hit sixty five the other day. So I'm just I'm just gonna throw it out there that, uh, that I just I, that's all I'm gonna say. All right, what's your next best bet of the week, Friedman? I am looking at the Chiefs as underdogs. Patrick Mahomes as an underdog. Give it to me. All right. I haven't bet it yet at the two and a half number, but Chiefs plus three is what I'm looking for. At some point across the market, I think we get there. If we don't, I'm fine betting the money line, but the Chiefs plus three is ultimately where I will be looking. Patrick Mahomes as an underdog has been outstanding throughout his career. Eight, one and one against the spread, seven and three on the money line as an underdog. And Patrick Mahomes has been against the spread and on the money line, much more profitable on the road than he has been at Arrowhead. So you're getting this uh, kind of perfect meeting of those two different scenarios. Patrick Mahomes as a road dog for his career, 8-0-1 against the spread. The dude has literally never lost against the spread as a road underdog. Of course, I say that and it'll probably be the game, but this is just a perfect situation. Like to, to, to quote Frank Costanza, George Costanza, actually, this is the signal, Jerry, like Patrick Mahomes as a road underdog, you bet it. And there are a few factors in the chiefs favor. This is a really tough spot for the bills because that last game was postponed. They have a deficit uh, of rest versus the chiefs who have a surplus eight days plus they didn't have to play in week 18. So they have this extra rest on top of rest for the Chiefs. So that's a good situation. Secondly, 
the Bills are pretty injured, not just Gabe Davis on the offensive side, but they could be missing both starting off-ball linebackers. They could be missing their three starting cornerbacks, their number three safety. Like This is a really tough situation to be missing multiple starters, as many as five starters in the back seven, like in your pass defense unit. You could be missing a lot of guys going against Patrick Mahomes, going against Rasheed Rice, Travis Kelsey. That is a really disadvantageous situation. Uh, and then finally, this is the seventh game. Kendall, you mentioned it earlier. These teams have seen each other a lot. They saw each other previously this year. In the past four years, they've seen each other a lot. This is the seventh game uh, since 2020 in which these teams will have played each other. That's not quite like division rival type of counts, but like it's pretty close to it. And when teams are familiar with each other, that historically has benefited the underdog uh, familiarity tends to dull the favorite's edge. And so you put all that together, even though I would say the Bills are the better team, I have them as the power, the higher power rated team. Uh, they beat Kansas City in Kansas City earlier this year, but they're on short rest. They're injured and they're playing a team that knows them well. And they're playing a quarterback who is absolutely crushed as a road dog. You put all that together. If I have the chance to bet on Patrick Mahomes as an underdog in the playoffs, I'm probably going to do it. There you go. Best bets from Friedman. Again, at fantasylife.com is where you can go and check out the bed tracker. You can only get Friedman, though, doing Seinfeld impressions right here on the Fantasy Life Playoff Show. So we're going to try and, and get him to do more of those because that was phenomenal. Dwayne, we're going to go to you, though. You have a prop of the week that you like. What are you looking at? Yeah, this weekend, I like Mike Evans over 69 and a half receiving yards, Kendall at minus 115. Now, look, this is pretty tight. We only have it projected at 78.4. So technically, like there's not an edge here, but I'm just looking at this Lions defense. They give up the most passing yards per game, like we talked about earlier. And this is the one spot where we think this could be a shootout. It's also the second closest spread of the weekend at 6.5, and it's the second highest projected total at 48.5 so if we get that shootout it's in a dome don't have to worry about the weather like we're talking about in baltimore potentially in buffalo i just like this spot for evans and like i said earlier kendall the lions love to use man coverage and when they do the ball is going to be going to mike evans he has a 37 percent target share against man there we go i love that call out from you and then uh friedman same game parlay what are we looking at for the divisional round well i just got to say last week had the perfect same game parlay set up. And then that Steelers Bills game got moved today. Absolutely threw everything off. But uh, hopefully, we don't have to deal with anything like that this week. I am looking at this on Saturday night. Um, actually, sorry, Saturday afternoon. The, um, the Ravens hosting the Texans 16 to 1 is the, uh, the odds that we have here on DraftKings going under. 43 and a half talked about that game earlier, how we like the under Gus Edwards, anytime touchdown. Uh, the guy has scored, I think like seven, eight touchdowns in the 10 games that he has played without, uh, any of the other running backs there. Uh, and so especially no Keaton Mitchell, I think Gus Edwards has a pretty good chance of finding the end zone. Devin Singletary over 53 and a half rushing yards is the third leg here. I have this projected in the sixties. I think it's, you know, again, a lower scoring game. We see maybe the Texans rely a little bit more on uh, the running game here and Devin Singletary, you know, over the past month, especially he's just really seized control of that backfield. And then I have to put in a kicker prop here. 
Kaimi Fairbarn over one and a half fill goals. Just have to do it. A lower scoring game, I think, plays to more fill goals, more conservative decision making. And uh, it's just something that we have seen out of the Texans this year. Whenever they have a chance to settle for field goals, they normally will do it going against a tough, uh, a really tough Ravens defense here. I think we will see them uh, kind of be forced into more field goals than they might want. And I think ultimately the coaching staff might be like, hey, let's just take the points when we can get them and hope to keep this game close. So over on the field goals, you put all that together, 16 to one odds at DraftKings. I, I personally like it. And and I know you're saying last week we had the perfect one. I mean, Ian, I, I what do you think about this one? I, I think this is a winner, but I, I need to ask you, you know, is it the field goals that's going to get us? I mean, I think this is a winner. It's fine, I guess. But the, all that field goal talk makes me think about <laughs> is when we see like kickers or punters get hurt. And then like the broadcast has to announce that a punter just has no idea how to kick a field goal or the <laughs> kicker just, oh my gosh, of course they can't punt. You take three steps and kick a ball in both situations. We see safeties do a better job of doing this one forced to. So yeah, it's fine, I guess. Sorry. All right. Well, I, I, Dwayne, I knew I shouldn't have probably asked uh, Ian about any kind of field, you know, field goals or anything for that. What do, what do you like in this same game parlay? What do you think hits here? No, I like it. You know, Freeman's right. done his research here. Um, I like the call on the under with the weather. The only thing that I do worry about is the field goals with the wind. Like, does that impact us? Maybe we get the attempts, but do we not get uh, the actual made field goals? Uh, due to that weather. So that, that would be the, the stickiest spot. But I know Friedman's on a mission to hit with one of these field goal <laughs> props. So uh, got to let him do it. It's a, good, we- it's a good point that Dwayne raises with the wind. I think with it being under 20 miles per hour, it's not enough to really impact the uh, the ability for a guy to make a kick. So I'm hoping that we're right on that threshold where the wind is enough to drive the total down, but not quite enough for it really to impact accuracy on field goals. Well, I like it too, Friedman. So I'm I'm right there with you. I'm tailing plus 1600, like you said, over on DraftKings, which is, it's a lock. I'm just going to throw it out there. It's a lock. Let's go through, guys. You know, I said last week we need a little bit of drama, right? We need to uh, pit ourselves against each other. We need to go on teams and just say, hey, let's see who has the best bets at the end of this run to the Super Bowl on this show. Um, we said, hey, here are the rules. You know, here's what we're going to look at. Everything, you know, has to be plus 150 or higher is the rule you know this is this and that okay we're the hosts we can do whatever we want so you know we we could stretch that a little bit today um ian and Dwayne, i'll just throw it to you first because you know i'm not going to take accountability just yet uh we sucked last week i we just have to be fully transparent uh we were really bad and we, we all lost um but you guys had three picks last week uh and they didn't go your way so i'm hoping uh that we have a little bit of better picks this weekend <laughs> Yeah, out of three picks, we got zero right for those uh, counting at home. <laughs> Isaiah Pacheco had 24 touches. Surely he must have caught in at least four balls. He caught one. Jalen Warren, second play of the game, 16-yard reception. Surely he got some work in mop-up time. He did not. I had to watch Najee Harris out there on the last drive of that game get peppered with targets as my entire family couldn't eat anymore, all because I trusted Dwayne going over three and a half on Jalen's receptions. But hand up, I screwed up as well, expecting Najee to score a touchdown, which he did not with one carry inside the five yard line to his name but new week new us let's make some money everyone i'm going back the well on the over three and a half receptions this time with an actual pass catching specialist in rashad white when you look at him this season guys he's actually averaging just straight up 3.8 per game he's cleared this mark rather easily in three of his last four games and he's just a really good receiving back i'm not going to say he's christian mccaffrey level good but you know walmart cmc i think we can get there with rashad white he seldom leaves 
edge of the field. It's a game that we're expecting to be a shootout, and we're also expecting the Buccaneers to be trailing the perfect recipe for bunches of checkdowns and maybe just maybe a touchdown as well, which is going to get us over that plus 150 line. So in terms of the touchdown, he is pretty much their second primary touchdown scorer behind only Mike Evans. And even though, yes, we do have a feisty Lions front seven led by Aiden Hutchinson, we do have Rashad White getting all but one of the Buccaneers RB carries inside the five-yard line on the season. So Baker snuck one in every now and then, but he actually got hurt trying to do that in their game against, I believe, the Colts earlier in the season, and they seldom tried it since. So Rashad White over three and a half receptions and an anytime touchdown. Come on, Kendall. America loves a comeback. There we go. There we go. Uh, I can't get over you saying, did you say Walmart CMC? Dang, yeah. that's so, that's so Maybe rude. Target, to be fair. That's so rude. No, I think it's I saw Walmart, Friedman for laugh. sure. I, yeah, I, I saw Friedman laugh at that, so I just needed to, I needed to make sure that's just like, oh, that's so rude. Um, did you, uh, you guys have an anytime touchdown score too, right, for this weekend? Yeah, we do. We do. I, I just have to say for the record, uh, Jalen Warren was going to do this, but he got hurt. As soon as they went into the two-minute offense, and so you had to have Najee Harris get out there. I can't really explain the Isaiah Pacheco thing, though. That wasn't <laughs> happening. Uh, so we would have missed either way. But it would have just felt better for morale to have one out of our three things correct. But uh, that just drives us to do even better this week. And I'm just going to stick with this Bucks game. Uh, plus 225 right now on an anytime touchdown for Chris Godwin. Has not scored very many times this week, Kendall, but I'm just looking at the game that I think has the best chance to shoot out, and I just looked for the odds I liked the most. Like Mike Evans at plus 100, that's easy, but I was actually trying to follow the rules. I thought we had to be at plus 150 before this got written into the show sheet, and so we will go with Chris Godwin at plus 225. I like it. I like it. You know, we we can stretch the rules. We just we just have it in writing on the screen. There's no, there's nothing else here. Um, but we're gonna try our best to stick with that. Uh, we can go, Friedman. We, you and I can go through uh, our L's that we took over the weekend. Uh, one being, I don't know what we did to piss off Jaden Reed. Uh, but saying Jaden Reed over forty eight and a half and an anytime touchdown scorer, and he got a goose egg over the weekend. I I don't know what we did, but obviously it didn't work out. And then we said David and Joku anytime touchdown score we had those odds at plus 160 and yeah joe flacco turned back into a pumpkin it didn't happen either so we're going to redeem ourselves on on this one for the divisional round i can feel it i mean look we we picked the one packer who did absolutely nothing yeah. against the cowboys that's just like uh you know Impressive. injury to insult it's <laughs> absolutely painful but hey if you had told me that the packers put up all of the points that they did against the cowboys i would feel great about Jaden reed over 48 and a half and scoring a touchdown and if you told me david and joku had 11 targets and you know almost 100 yards receiving i'd feel great about him having an anytime touchdown so i don't think we were uh necessarily I mean, we were wrong. We were wrong. <laughs> we didn't come close, but you know, I feel like we were at least headed in the right direction. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. The, uh, the, the, the whole thing that we had going into it was, was correct, right? The, the process was right. We were just completely wrong. So let's go through what we like this weekend. Friedman. I mean, we've got a Christian McCaffrey anytime touchdown and you can kind of go through the rest. We've got, uh, his under as well. So what do you, what do we like this weekend? Yeah, so Christian McCaffrey, anytime touchdown, and then the under 128.5 scrimmage yards, you parlay that together, and that gets us to plus 176. Now, if you kind of look at what the odds are for these props separately, that comes out to plus 142. So we're getting a little bit of inverse correlation that the books are gifting to us here. And I think the idea behind this is that Christian McCaffrey has a really good chance of scoring a touchdown this week. However, 
We also have a situation where the 49ers are really big home favorites. Christian McCaffrey coming off of a calf injury. He has a good chance of scoring a touchdown, but maybe if the 49ers get out to a pretty big lead, they're looking ahead to the next week and you know, hopefully for them, the Super Bowl after that, maybe they scale back just a little bit Christian McCaffrey's workload in the fourth quarter. They've got a great number two running back behind him in Elijah Mitchell. They used him quite a bit uh, in weeks 17 and 18. So I think McCaffrey has a good chance of scoring a touchdown. I think he could have a good game going over 100 scrimmage yards, but 128 and a half is a pretty high number for a guy that might not need to see much action in the fourth quarter in order for his team to win so i'm trying to thread the needle here a little bit and that gets us up from the plus 142 to plus 176 odds and then we've got an anytime touchdown touchdown in debo samuel i think this is the uh, highest total on the weekend right now sitting at 50 and a half so i i like the process here the only thing we're not going to like freeman is if we come back uh next week and we pull the Jaden reed and one of these guys gets zero so we just we just don't need to do that but i like the debo samuel call out yeah debo samuel even money here i understand i'm not getting to the threshold of plus 150 but look i just <laughs> saw a lot of value here i think this number should be like minus 140 so debo samuel even money to score a touchdown in a game that could see a lot of scoring just go ahead and give it to me all right there we go the best part is that we all sucked over the weekend last weekend for super wild card weekend so now we're still at zero zero so it's the race is on you guys we can be better we're gonna be better this weekend what does ian say uh watch the tape and get better that's what we're, that's what's happening this weekend so those are our best bets for the divisional round all right, to wrap up our Fantasy Life Playoff show, we are going to go with bold predictions. And if you're not familiar with the uh, helicopter tweets from Ian Harditz, first of all, you have to go check it out at iHarditz on Twitter. Uh, but Ian, just like last week, can you explain to everyone what we're trying to do here and uh, just the goodness that we're trying to bring to the divisional round? Try and be bold, Kendall. Can't hide every single prediction behind an article. Sometimes you got to get out there to be yelled at by a bunch of people you don't know on social media. So whether it's 100 yards and multiple touchdowns, a big-time underdog outright winning, we are just trying to look at things that don't have the biggest chance of happening, but you could imagine. All right, there we go. And we, you know what? We did well last week. We went two, two of four, right? So Dwayne, you missed yours with the Dolphins win. Friedman, you missed yours with the Rams win by 10 in Detroit. But don't worry, Ian and I got our hits. Uh, Packers did beat the Cowboys. Sorry, you guys just had to throw it out there again. And then the Texans did beat the Browns. So I have a good, I have another good feeling this weekend. So we'll start with you, Dwayne. What is your bold prediction for this weekend? I'm just going to say, Kendall, you're going to have to get more, the, you're going to have to get into something more than what you had last weekend with the Texans being the Browns. That wasn't really that bold, what right? Do you I mean, mean, what was that? Minus Wait, two? Was that the spread kidding? was minus two? You said, yeah, I want, you know, gonna... you wanted the Cowboys one, and then you could have gone with the Texans. I was the last one to add that into the run. But it wasn't so bold. You could have had, oh my God. Like it, it was, was just two point enough. favorites. Oh How about you worry gosh. about your own losing bets, Dwayne? Yeah, he's mad he lost. What's what's yours then, Dwayne? Since no, you, yeah. uh, you said the Dolphins, I, I'm going to stay bold again, uh, and I'm going to say that the Bucks upset the Lions. They are six point five point underdogs to the Lions in Detroit. But like all the things that we talked about, I think this is the game that has a chance to shoot out. And uh, you know, you got a bad secondary playing against an offense that's pretty hot right now with Baker. Um, Baker over the last four games, minus that game against Carolina where he was dealing with the rib injury. He's been looking really good. And again, it's just a great spot for Mike Evans. So I think that the Bucks have a legit chance to go in and upset the Lions. 
All right. Does everyone agree that's bold enough? Is that is that what we have to do now, Dwayne? Is it's just we have to confirm? We'll see when we get to it? yours, Kendall, if I agree if yours is bold enough. <laughs> All right. Fine. Fine. I like that one, though. Friedman, what is your bold prediction for the divisional round? All right. Well, looking at the numbers that we have in the market, looking at my projections, I like the four underdogs uh, just in general. So yada, yada, yada. I'm going to say that they all cover <laughs> this weekend. All four underdogs cover. Not going to say all four underdogs win outright, but all four of them cover. And so I would say thinking about this from the sports betting perspective, maybe you do some round robins with the four different underdogs against the spread and see if we can get a little lucky there. All right. I like that one a lot, actually. Uh, you Like I said, fantasylife.com is where we can go check out all of our best bets. But I like that call out, Friedman. Ian, I'm going to go to you next. Uh, since you you know, you know, did hit yours last weekend, you're hoping to go two for two here. What do you got? Just, you know, great to hear from one winner to another, Kendall. You know, really proud of all the hard work <laughs> and just, you know, professionalism you bring to us each and every week. So, yeah, just, you know, humbly trying to keep the win streak going and everything here. I do think Jordan Love over 300 passing yards with three plus passing touchdowns in a covering yet ultimately losing matchup. So go ahead, look up the odds for 300 plus and three touchdowns and you will see that is bold enough. I do think the one potential weak link for this 49ers defense is when quarterbacks can get the ball out quickly. They're 15th or worse in explosive pass play rate, EPA allowed per pass, and yards per attempt when quarterbacks are throwing in under two and a half seconds. And yes, Jordan Love can create great things when he holds on the ball for an extended period of time, but this is where that Matt LaFleur offense really shines, and he was actually the third highest graded passer for the entire season behind only Goff and Tua when getting the ball out of his hands quickly. So I think Love will have all kinds of success through the air. Unfortunately, just not enough confidence in that Packers defense to shut down Brock Purdy and company. So Jordan Love goes off. He's the answer to the future, just maybe not quite enough for Packers fans this weekend. I love that one. I love that one for the divisional round. And I'll give you mine. You know, we have to check with Dwayne to make sure it's good enough. But I'm going to keep going with the Texans then, Dwayne. How about this? They punched that their ticket bold, to the conference championship. That's bold. That's bold. I love this. They punched their so, ticket look. to the conference championship plus 340 on the money line at DraftKings. They're going to keep going. Uh, and if they do, I'm just going to say this is my bold prediction every single week until we get to the <laughs> Super Bowl. Uh, but that's that's what I like. Is that good, Dwayne? Plus it is good. You took there the Texans go. last week and now you stayed with them, even <laughs> though they're big under dogs i love it there we go all right i love that one those are our best bets for the divisional round again fantasylife.com is where you can go and check out all of our content 100 free make sure you sign up for our betting life newsletter make sure while you're there you're also signing up for the fantasy life newsletter we've got the bet tracker we've got our rankings our projections everything over there that you need to get ready for the divisional round we will see you same time next week 